Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Again, our football team really does have us drinking this time. We are live on location. Well, we're not live, but we are on location, recording from Strange Days Brewing, and we're very excited about this, aren't we, guys? Yeah, cheers, everybody. Very much so. This is a better way of doing a podcast. It's a little more cheerful after a loss like that. Another loss like that. Not sitting around moping around somebody's dining room table. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We got beers. And uh, we're feeling a lot better about this. So, and we have another, an announcement to make for this show. It's a, it's a good day it for, is pretty exciting. Yeah. for the Blue Testament and Shades of Blue. Um, we are, speaking of strange days, we have organized a Blue Testament watch party for the game on June 25th. The Seattle Sounders, we're away at Seattle Sounders. That is the perfect game. Right? Yeah. It's away, uh, so all of you, we know you guys won't be at the game, and you can come join us. We are, we're trying to get the whole Blue Testament crew here. we got a big squad. It's not just going to be us four, but us four are going to be there, correct? That is, we're, we're all good. We will be I'm on in. hand. I plan on being there. I, I'm a soft commit. <laughs> okay, David's I, a soft I want, commit. I want to be a hard commit, but no promises. Okay, He's a, he, has a, he has children. No, that's not the issue. He has a wife. That's not the issue either. <laughs> we do too much blaming of the wives the issue, on the show. I don't know how much longer I can watch this team play before oh, just like boo. ending it for myself. 
We're trying to I'm gonna get become the people, a Union Omaha fan. Uh, we're trying to get the people excited to come join this oh, watch party, and I'll you're telling here. them you're not even gonna come. Uh, come punch me in the face at the the watch party. There we if go. If you hate my takes, <laughs> come punch me in the face. Yes, this is your chance to yell at us for not saying Fire Vermis enough on this show. Uh, so yeah, what the plan is, we will be doing a watch party. We're gonna have as many of the Blue Testament crew there as we can. And then immediately following the game, we're going to record a... We will be recording live on location. Haha, that's cool. A, uh, a post-game show that um, you guys can watch us record, sit around a table, and maybe that'll be cooler. I think we should invite a few fans to join us, like one of us step away and let a fan Oh, of course. Us. Oh, of course. yeah. It's going to be a party. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. New bright days ahead for Shades of Blue and the Blue Testament. We may have to watch Cody's intake, though. Dad. Indeed. Keep an eye on Especially it. Especially during a Sounders game. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching Cody on any day. <laughs> we can crowdsource calf rankings. Okay, okay. So, yes, guys, Strange Days Brewing, June 25th. June 25th. That's the, that's the day, right? It is a 2 p.m. kickoff. And we'll be here around 1. We'll be here. And Cody will be blacked out around 4. <laughs> all right, hey, if I'm getting here at 1, I need maybe to... Maybe you ought to have a Cavs competition. Seriously, have the people who show up, have the ladies here judge the top Cavs <laughs> of the guys? I don't know. <laughs> Rating the body parts of the Blue Testament crew here. I like it. I like I'm, it. I'm already out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the Blue Testament Pass. crew. I said of who shows up. <laughs> Chad's already bronzing his legs. Yes. We can give a Union Omaha scarf as a prize. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yes, uh, we are. We're pumped for the Union Omaha game, but this game, this episode here, is for regular season Sporting KC talk. Yes, unfortunately. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you went from the high to the low. Oh yeah, good things are happening in Sporting right now. We're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about let's talk about the bad league play here. So another loss, two to one versus New England Revolution. Uh, Peter, a very frustrated Peter Vermees. <laughs> yes, that's our uh, the ambiance here. But that's what I like. Live on location, guys. I it like was the ambiance. Timely laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so two to one. Peter Vermees uh, points to the referees, which, you know, I'm gonna say that that's fair. There are things he was upset about, but mainly one. Call. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Which impacted the game, but you know all the the arguments. The, the argument against him saying anything while your team is just underperforming and not good enough, you know, I, I can understand all of that. Wait, I, I missed this. What calls he mad about? What? When uh, Kyrie was taken down and no call and the ball went the other way and that's the play that they scored on. The the, fir- their the, first goal was a second. counter. Or the second goal was a counter yeah, attack. Okay, okay. Uh, so he, I actually thought Penzo had a pretty decent game most of the game. I thought most of the calls were pretty accurate, fair. I mean, I didn't complain about Yuri going out with a red. No, I think we got better when he left. <laughs> Yuri, we're not happy with Yuri on this show. We don't like to be mean to players, but we got to do that, right? We don't tow the company line here on this show. We, <laughs> we get mad at players. How but do you think on. Kitman felt about what Yuri did do to his jersey? <laughs> <laughs> he does this. Okay, so... David's referring to a picture that was going around of Yuri who rolls up his shorts and rolls up his sleeves. The shorts are a common thing. Often it's just one. He does both, and he does both both shoulders as well. And he looks goofy. But it wasn't just this game. He does this. He's been doing it all season. Not the sleeves. Yes. No, not the sleeves. But it's a fascinating choice for a guy who's like, I mean, objectively in better shape than me. But Yuri's not carved up like Cristiano Ronaldo. Like if we're rating body parts, Yuri's not like 
a body part rating kind of guy. Absolutely. I could not agree more. He's <laughs> not gonna filling work out what you got, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> and he's also a ginger, and he's just, yeah. he pulls those up and just exposes white everywhere. Like, I, I definitely but, agree. But uh, he also, he, he's a ginger, so he's not very he, as heat tolerant as others. So I know. It's a dangerous game he's playing there, exposing himself <laughs> like that. I, can, I speak from personal experience. And it's a dangerous game he's playing on the field. But anyway, <laughs> scissor tackling somebody. Oh, that, was, that was very good. While I'm a yellow was a real choice. He got the ball, though. Yeah, but then he kicked out. Anyway. Yeah, no, that was a bad tackle. <laughs> that is the, that's the definition of it just doesn't matter anymore if you get the ball. Like, I, maybe that's old school soccer fans talk about a, a day where you could, if you could tackle from behind as long as you got the ball, but no more. And that, yeah. that, is a, that's, that, was, a, that was a bad tackle. You could chop tackle. legs in half as long as you got to the ball at some point. <laughs> His first yellow was really bad, too. I mean, it was definitely a foul. It was definitely the right call, but... He tugged on a shirt, got away with it, and then tugged on a shirt again. Yeah. When, after he got beat, like, but in, in the opposition half, like, not even in a spot where it mattered that he got beat. I mean, they were so far away from goal, like, nothing was going to happen. And it was I just got, a really cheap foul. I got frustrated because Twelman even gave him a shout-out. Just a, the, he, he got a that was a fantastic play from Uri there, and it was just he was just running back and the ball got kicked right into his path and I think he cleared it, but yeah, he he's just not there this year. He did make a few decent plays and decent passes. I mean, but yeah, it's the ones that were not good were really not good. Like, you know, we talk we talk about the roster construction and obviously the two injuries have the two big injuries have hurt more than anything, but. If that, that signing right there, I think if, if this signing goes differently, if Uri is closer to what he used to be, I think this team would look a lot different. Or if he could stay on the field also. And you if don't forget that uh, Jose Mauri was probably penciled in to play the God, six. I do. I forget about Jose <laughs> Mauri every, every day. Uri would have been, you know, battling him for minutes at the six or, you know, uh, a you know, coming in off the bench or, you know, the odd occasional game, not being counted on to be the starter. I think that may have played a role into it, too. So Jose and Peter not getting along may have doomed the six. Well, and now moving forward, Yuri's going to be suspended. Jose Maury is in Narnia playing long, football long somewhere. <laughs> I don't, you know, who cares? Uh, I and, think back in Italy. Yeah. Oh, do you not read Mike Coon's updates? Do you not read the Blue Testament? Is he actually signed? <laughs> is he actually signed? No. Like, no, he has not. Exactly. He has not. I read Mike. I put. You don't hey. read the. You don't read the site. Get out of here. Yeah, I just hopped on that. I, but, I didn't read it. I just but wanted to. Remy. No, that was a good one though, Cody. Remy's in a boot. Remy's in a boot. Yeah. So who's gonna play the six? Well, you got Roger, Felipe, Cam Duke, Cam Duke. <laughs> all, natural <laughs> all natural defensiveness. All natural defensiveness. Shall we? Hey, Fontes used to play that. Yeah, Fontes has played for this team. Yeah, the six. Johnny before. Russell. <laughs> Johnny. Leave Johnny some passes. He could be, you know, tenacious on some tackles. I, you know, and they're not expecting stupider ideas. They're Grand not expecting Zuzi. someone That's to make actually, a run from that position either. Honestly, I I would actually be kind of interested to see Zuzi. Would you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because David. coming around. Because it doesn't require him to run up and down the field as much as playing right back. He's got the passing range. Yes. To be that deep line playmaker, so he's not going to play it like he's going to be, I guess, closer to Ilya, but more like a Busio. I would, I would not mind seeing Zussi play there, and also it gets Caden Pierre on the field. Yeah, I, right. I, I agree with you. I, I've said that before. I wouldn't mind seeing him there. I don't know if 
a big I don't, I, yeah I would like to see him there he tried at least speaking of Graham Zusi, I know you guys saw this 36 year old run down a player on a, on a recovery run run yeah. down a striker yeah that he was behind he was two steps behind yep and my man ran him down I know and he was running right at me so I got a good photo of him running I mean he, it doesn't you know, it's just yeah, my neighbor next to me Terry was like oh I didn't expect that from Zuzi <laughs> no that was such a beautiful play off. That, I, I genuinely loved seeing that. Thad, you and I were there on a, at the training ground on Tuesday, one rainy Tuesday, and I peeked out the window. I don't know if I'm even supposed to know this, but I peeked out the window, and Zeus is out there recovering from an injury after training, running in the rain, doing drills. And it's just that, that guy works as hard as anyone in this league, and you know that that, had, that run he made had to just feel so good after he got back. The crowd gave him an applause, and the camera cut away right at the wrong time, but I think I even saw him like kind of applaud himself a little bit. So I know he, I know that had to feel so good, and I'm proud of him. I, I think I it agree. was more like a go team, you know, like yeah, we got <laughs> it, you know, or something like that. But uh, so another interesting little Zussi moment because people don't give Zussi enough credit. He is not as I agree, fast David. as he used to be, but the guy is a workout monster. He was off for a month or whatever it was, and he comes back and plays eighty some odd minutes of a very warm day. And a little interesting thing I noticed when they went to the first of the two hydration breaks per half, he was about to throw the ball in, and he, they're like, he goes, what? And he's like, he's upset because they're going to hydration break because he, he was just ready to, to go playing. And I asked him about it after the game, and he's like, that was stupid. We don't need to do that. That just helped them, not us. <laughs> he was not happy about that. Yeah, the, 15, uh, the water break after 15 minutes threw me. Yeah, I know I it was hot, but that threw me. <laughs> it was it was hotter than hot. It sucked. It was, it was. Uh, humble brag. I missed this game because I was at I was at a Crown Club. I got Crown Club seats at the Royals game, so win? I was sitting there. That's a team you want to go. Did, with. They, did, they, did they win? <laughs> well, that's what's funny. I had people ask me if I was going to the sporting game. Said I'm no, I'm going to the Royals game. And they're like, the Royals suck. I'm like, oh yeah, because sporting's so good right now, right? Is that the hey, game? Open cup. No, it was it was disgustingly hot. I had I had seats behind home plate on the broadcast, and I was not even sitting in them because it was so hot. Okay, okay. All right, so David, you thought, you used the word insane in your comments on our site. Would you care to elaborate here right now what was insane to you? Well, there were two, there were two things to me. The first was we didn't have any midfielders on the bench <laughs> because of how the team was set up. And, you know, Roger played 90. Zussi played 89. For two guys who are not super young, that's condi- crazy. Zussi coming off an injury on in conditions and the heat, the mugginess like uh, we had yesterday, it's nuts to me that we didn't sub earlier. And I think that that played a huge impact because New England started their subs early on, and around the 75th minute, I think they had two subs at the 72nd minute, and they were up a man. But we'd been playing really well up to that point. Once we they got three subs, both by the end of the first half, well before the second half. Yeah. But, but you know, by the, by the time that 75th minute rolled around, everybody was so dead, and the natural move is to maybe move Cam Duke back in the midfield and sub on a Vasquez or somebody. But we didn't have any midfielders. There was nobody to sub in. I thought that was nuts. Um, that is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, but this goes back to roster construction. You know, obviously the injuries are a problem. But at some point, you have to think about formational change or whatever. But the thing that, to me, was more insane was that we are down a man. We're le- it's very loud. In 
getting excited over there. <laughs> they like the take. They know the take that's about to come. <laughs> but pushing forward for that second goal uh, down a man was, to me, the, def- the definition of insane. Because we looked dangerous on a couple different plays. I think, um, who was it? Johnny put one right at the keeper. Uh, a tree wouldn't have saved it, but this guy did. Uh, and I can't remember who had the other shot. Um, I don't remember either. But uh, but New England was drawing us in. We had possession. They count. They got very compact, and then started hitting us on the counter, over and over and over. And it's at like at no point nobody realized like we're down a man in bad conditions with the oldest back line in the league. Why are we pushing everybody forward when we could just take a point and move forward, move on? Uh, and to me, that was that was insane. I've decided. I've decided that I'm just going to dig my heels in, my toes in on Jose Mauri. I'm blaming the whole season on him. <laughs> not Polito? No. Not Kinda? No. Jose not, Mauri. Not, not Vermees? I don't even really know what happened there. Well, see, that's, that's the funny thing about this is it's like we look at – we're talking about Yuri and Jose Mauri as, like, signings that didn't work out. But it's, you know, if you're doing the buck stops here – Vermees is the one that signed them. And it's, you know, whatever. We don't know exactly what happened with Maori. You just alluded to that it was like him and Vermees just didn't get along. Maybe you know something that we don't know. But, you know, that, that could have just been he was just an asshole and, like, he shouldn't be on the team. Yeah. And so, you know, there's it, – it's, it's hard to place blame there. So I'm just going to dig my toes in. I'm blaming Jose Mari because he's not here. Uh, I think that's a fair uh, at least uh, point. So, yeah. I mean, not the whole thing, but, yeah. Doing it the rest of the season. Jose Mari. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, so David, do you think the thinking was we've got to get three points if we want to make the playoffs? That's why we're pushing up. I mean, I totally understand your take. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just asking, do you think that was Vermees' thoughts? We've got to get three points here, and we've got an opportunity to do it, so we're going to try. I mean, I think that's a Thad Bell question because Thad knows Vermees better than I do. (laughs) I do think to an extent this team, we have an identity. We're a possession-based team. We own the ball. We're, you know, an attacking team who's been pretty successful uh, the last few years. And I think playing against our identity and trying to be a, a compact bunker and counter team, playing without the ball, it's not, our, it's not who we are. And I think that it's easy to slip out of that into your natural habits. That's the, the biggest strength and biggest weakness of a Peter Vermees team is that they have that identity. They can always fall back to it when things are going bad, but they can always fall back to it when things are going bad. So it's um, that's part of that struggle is that when everybody says, oh, just change formation. Well, yeah, a good professional should be able to change formation and do something, but they are so accustomed to being in the 4-3-3, playing that style. And that 4-3-3 doesn't mean always high press, it does, but it usually doesn't mean a bunker. So that is a struggle, and I mean, that's a really good point. Doesn't that make sense for a small market team, though, yeah. to, to just have that as a baseline? Like, I, I think that just is a, is a way to build a small market team for however many years in the future, is just if you can just have that baseline. I, 
honestly, I think it's a good way to build any team is to have an identity of here's how you play. There's a tweak here, there's a tweak there. Uh, uh, the line of you know where you start pressing is different for each game, but having that identity of how you play, I think, is good for any team. I mean, from a U10 girls team to a, a EPL team, so we're not a small market team. Okay, that's fair. But we're not a we're not an LA or New York. I mean, we're top half of the league in roster spend, and you know, I mean, for for a while we had more players above the DP threshold than anybody else did, other than you know Miami probably. But <laughs> we're not a small we're not a small team. I don't think that just has to do with yes, money is a big part of that, but it's about. You know, the struggle we always talk about, the ability of getting a certain level of player here is, is one issue. So, I don't know. We, we Kansas City is going to have characteristics of a mid-level team, or at least yeah. not the top tier of teams. I think it's always a, it would be an interesting debate that when we have not a lot of else to do is talk about, is this a small market team? I do think it's a small market team that the, the owners are spending more than what they need to do as a small market team. Um, so kudos to them for that. You and the team say, does better than a lot of small market teams. Yeah. So you, it's pretty much in that mid-level market, if you want to say that. But Because it, it, we're not dependent upon uh, the size of the stadium bringing in ticket revenue. Because uh, that's, that's the one thing with the salary cap league, and this specifically for MLS, is the revenue basically comes from the league for paying your basic salary cap, and then it's the over-above DP-level stuff that comes from owners. Well, I think we're a small market team as far as size of our stadium, size of our population. We're in the middle of the country, but I think we have owners who are big ambition owners. So in that way, we are not a small market team. You know, going back to what David said about our salary spend and things like that, I think they have larger ambitions than that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about Nashville? Sunday. Well, can we talk about one more thing in the game? Yes. Okay. All right. So Peter said that he made the center back subs at halftime because he didn't like the way that the goal was scored against us, the way that was played, and that we didn't play balls out of the back like he'd like us to. And you got to feel sorry for the guy because, you know, then Uri gets his red and the whole plan goes to crap yeah. because of that. So you got to feel a bit sorry for Peter. You really can't blame that on him. And that's probably why he was so mad about the call that didn't happen to Kyrie. It kind of just ruined his whole plan. But there's got to be a plan B, right? You can blame him because he's the person who put the two center backs in in the first place. Yeah, but he didn't, you know, make Uri get a red card. (laughs) He just blew the whole thing out of the water. I was not surprised to see Courtney out there. I was surprised to see Robbie out there. Right. Voliter. Yeah, I was surprised too. Um, yeah, I and agree. not because I he's agree. bad, but just because I didn't expect to see those two. I agree. And then my first thought was, oh, they're rotating for Open Cup. Oh, wait, that's next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I was surprised by that addition as well. Or I that. mean, I expected it. I mean, I, was, I would have not been surprised to have Courtney and Fontas or Courtney and Izzy. Right. Agree. Agree. I would just like to speak out for the, the voiceless on our show. And there are, you don't have to feel bad for Peter Vermees. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people listening definitely do not feel bad. Oh, I'm sure. For I'm sure. Hey, yeah. I said you got to have a plan B. Well, no, and I, personally, I hated the move. Because as Which mad move? as the, the double swap at the center back. Right. So as, 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 as mad as he could be about the way that goal was scored, it was a really well hit through ball. And it was a good run by Gustavo Bo, who's a DP 
to slip between Ford and Volitor. But prior to that, or even after that shot, after the goal goes in, at that point in the game, which, or I guess I think even leading into halftime, at halftime, it, New England has two shots, one on goal. And that was it. Yeah. It's not like they were just destroying us and that right. it was recovery run after recovery run and we're just scr- playing scrambling defense. Ford had a couple of really nice recoveries. That's kind of his MO for the season. And He's so a Zuzi. really nice player. And was Zeus season the first half or the second half? I, first uh, half. Yeah, it was yeah. the first half. Because it? it was coming right yeah, at me. Yeah. For but, you know, you, as mad as you can be at Robbie for letting Bo make that run and, and I mean he just missed the header it wasn't that bad no. the ball wasn't shut down either right who did that the who? original pass yeah who didn't who didn't that shut was uh, Zuzi and Zuzi I think yeah uh, I'm just not sure that our center backs were so bad that they both needed to be swapped yeah I'm just bringing up what he said for discussion purposes right. so <laughs> uh, yeah because I don't agree that they were that bad that they need to be swapped one or both I didn't think the defense was bad at that point. It was a mistake. I mean, but you got beat by a really good striker uh, who, after I went back and looked at the play, I mean, he made like two or three different moves, and Robbie basically just got – he couldn't make the right move because Bo just kept making the next move and And got by him. And that was also like an inch-perfect pass because Ndenbe's not like on screen. Like you can't see where Ndenbe is in the line, but – Bo's arguably leaning offsides. Yeah. I mean, it was as close as close he can get. It was a great run. They said Ford kept him on on the they broadcast. Were, but were they? Okay. They're idiots. They're okay. broadcasters. I didn't watch it. I don't mean from, you, Jake. From TV. Peterson, you are not in that category. You are an intelligent, well-thought, <laughs> spoken. You meant Twelman. Right. So I, no, I know, but I'm just shouting out to Jake because he gave Jake, friend of the show. <laughs> so I know the announcers, who they were, and yeah. they're still idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. Not a fan of Twelman. Not a Twelman podcast here. Well, can we talk about the rumor that Twelman broke? Yes. Let's talk about the potential signings. Uh, there, there are now three, right? Today we've learned of a, of a third potential that that is kind of squashed. But Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not true. It's sporting, just... sporting KC has been linked with three various players. David, why don't you give us the two that Twelman broke at halftime there? Because I think you're working on a story. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of writing a story about a deeper dive onto William Agata. He's a Nigerian striker, um, although can play on the left wing a little bit, who's currently playing in, in Israel for Hapol, Jerusalem. Um, he's got eight goals on the season, uh, which I think has him ranked. Wait for it. Eight goals is 14th in the league. Um, but he's got 74 attempts on goal, which is fifth in the Israeli league. Um, you know, it's tough to get a, a really good comp for him because not a lot of players leave the Israeli league and apply their trade in MLS or some of the other kind of top leagues. Although we do know one, really Although we do know one pretty good one. Yeah. We do know pr- one pretty good one. He's about 5'10", um, and it's tough to find footage of him to see, you know, really what kind of player he is. So I, it's tough to say whether he's going to be – strong in the air, whether he's fast or anything like that. But he's been productive. Um, and now we, so we've been linked with these players, but Twelman was basically just saying that these are going to happen whenever the window opens. 48 to 72 hours. So, so. We're, we're operating on the just linked, Sporting KC is linked with these players. Yeah. Well, it, there's Twelman's some, usually right, but he's not yeah. always right. Right. Well, there's some interesting roster stuff to have to figure out 
how many international spots do we have available? What's going to happen with Vonovic? Do we have to pay transfer fees? Because um, the other player, Eric, I don't know. I don't want to try and pronounce his last name. No fines for the first. Tommy. 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 Yeah, we'll go with that. Plays in the Bundesliga. He's a winger midfielder. I'm going to be kind of a Daniel. Would be like a Daniel replacement, if you will. He's easier to find. He's easier to find footage of. Um, I think he's out of contract, but Agata, I think, is still under contract with his current club. So I don't know if it would be a loan, um, like Vojnovic, or if we're paying a transfer fee. We don't have a ton. We can't We can't buy another DP. Uh, so there's some interesting questions we have to figure out. Well, the there's easiest way, I think, is to put Polito on the season-ending injury list, right? But Well, that doesn't help with a DP. But it helps with the international spot. helps with the international yeah. spot. Um, I think... There's always a chance that they've got a couple of green cards already out there that we just True. don't know about. True. Um, and if you sent v- Nicola back, you would get the, yeah, <laughs> you would get that international spot, which back. would not be surprising at all. Oh, actually, you know what I said about green cards? That's not true because the green cards can only be uh, counted if they happen before the start of the season. Oh, before right. the roster freeze. Okay, so Good that's point. a rule that MLS changed. Except then gave Charlotte a exception to that rule because MLS can't follow their own rules. So they allowed Charlotte to break the rules, but not anybody else. Um, so yes, they would still need to get two international spots if they signed both of those. If unless there's something else we don't know. Because we have one now, so we just need one more. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Chad did a great piece on the bluetestament.com where he did kind of a deep dive on Eric Tommy. So check that out. Um, but apparently it's reported that Twelleman, uh, Fad's favorite reporter, said that it would, he would be a TAM signing. Um, and again, what a you know, strange thing that happened there in that broadcast. They were teasing transfer rumors at halftime. I, I know that he's broken stuff yeah. before, but that was just so weird. He said that before, though. I mean, and in fairness, he's usually right about them, or at least there's a. Um, there's during a broadcast them, like that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. an odd thing. You talk about how great the two teams on the field were? <laughs> yeah. No, his first true. phrase was sporting needs help. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on these three players? Do we need to talk about the next We didn't talk game? about the third one. The third one. Sonny uh, Kittle, Kittel, I don't know how you say his name, uh, is an attacking midfielder who plays for Hamburger in, uh, in the Bundesliga. Hamburg. Yeah, I don't watch the Bundesliga, uh, so I don't really care. Bundesliga. I don't know. I don't care how to pronounce it. Uh, 29-year-old attacking midfielder. He's valued at about 2.4 million euros, so I don't know how we would be procuring this person, uh, but we were linked to it maybe, maybe not, depending on uh, your interpretation of yeah, German. It's a weak rumor of the three. The yeah. weakest. It was reported yeah. on Transfer Market through Bild, which is a big German um, sports newspaper. Well, there, there were some reliable people tweeting it out. Pablo Maurer of The Athletic was the only, tweeted it out and mentioned uh, Casey as one of the options. I just could not find where he, that, he got that from. So. Party pooper. What, okay, what so division of the Bundesliga do they play in? You and your journalism. Uh, Hamburg, they're probably, did they just get promoted? Don't they bounce around? They go, they go, go back and forth like every I couple thought years. I was talking about Party Pooper SC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I All right, so who's surprised there, that none of these players are holding midfielders? 
Well, that's that's fair, but I'm not surprised. I think Vermees rates Yuri. Oh Lord. Oh really? No. I does he, does. he still? Well, because the most obvious problem we have is in the attack. It's missing guy. True, missing I Quido. agree. So I agree. But I think I think he probably still thinks that we're one piece away. That Pulido was the attacking piece we needed to win MLS Cup, and not that we have holes all over the field. With okay. Gotti and Jose Mari. Plus, you have Remy Voltaire who can play there. So if you have enough options up front and you're not having to play Remy well out of position, you right. can then move him back to the sense. Yeah, I yeah, agree. So he's an option. It depends on what Remy's knock is. Is it like a knock or is it well, like a knock? No, no. I'm, I'm just talking the logic of why you're looking for Sporting KC knock or... <laughs> So that's why the logic that they were looking for forwards and midfielders, right? Not necessarily holding mids. That's because Remy Agreed. was an option. Agree. Um, and go back to uh, being able to afford these moves if they're real or if they happen, because uh, unless they've changed the rules, you used to be able to have like uh, fake DPS where you because you basically have a prorated half season. Right. So you pay them like you would pay a DP, but it's not a DP money because it's only you know. 500000 and then next year they become the DP. So you would have time to buy out a DP or let one go or something like that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. Is there any sense of, like, should we not go frantically spend a bunch of money to salvage this season if it is going to hurt potential no. moves in the future? No. Well, well yeah, do. I don't think these moves are for this season. Right. Well, yes and no. I, but maybe I misunderstood what you're saying, so I apologize. I didn't even I, really know what I was saying. So I'm just, <laughs> I would not want to go frantically spending money to try to save the season. Right. I think that would that's short sighted, and that just burns you next year and the year down the road. That's not Peter Vermees. And the, yeah, and, that, and, yeah. It, yeah, because it it then uh, constricts you in what you can do with the next salary cap. You know, the salary budget and contracts and all that stuff. It, and you still t- that's why you'll see some teams like do that. And they'll They'll play really good for a season, but the next season they have to get rid of a lot of players and they're just shit. So Peter doesn't typically do that. Um, and I just hope these moves aren't that, like, oh, we'll go ahead and spend a bunch of money on somebody who turns out to be crap. Well, and Sonny Kittel or Kittle or whatever his name is, he's a 29-year-old. That's a win-now move. You know, that's and, – and at this point with the team being as old as we are, Right, I think we're the oldest team in the league, or one of the oldest teams in the league. That, for me, as a fan, as a of the club, that's not what I'm looking to see. We need to get younger. We need to get faster. Um, without being able to watch any clips of Agata, I don't know if he's good or not, or if he's fast or not. But he's young, um, and probably has a lot more upside and promise. I think I'm personally am tired of seeing us try to add that one 29 year old, thinking that that's the key to putting us on a championship run. 
And at a certain point, we need to turn over the roster and get younger players. I know I've brought this up once already in this podcast, but I'm going to do it again because I guess you didn't hear me. Three U22 international players. Why do we keep forgetting me. like this uh, doesn't uh, yeah. like that doesn't happen? Those are three very good players. They're, They're three very are. young. Yeah. They are. How, how many guys make the game day roster? I, that's that's fair. I'm just saying we, we were talking about you know building for the future, turning over roster, and that's well, and then you throw Cam Duke in there, yeah, Felipe yeah, Hernandez. You know that's five very good young players. Yeah, yeah. some of that's just by necessity. But and and Zussi runs up and down the field like he's like 23. <laughs> yeah, he he made that one run, but like two runs before that, I watched him gallop by, and I was like, man, he looks like he's running in slow motion. Well, also that's tr- who I uh, forget the guy that he ran down, but is that that guy looked old as well? Was he just, was, was he also Gustavo slow? Bo, wasn't that it? was yeah, the striker. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he was slow as well, but I will remember that run from Zusi for a while. After he's retired, I will remember that run. In- entirely insignificant in a horrible season, but I just that just embodies Graham Zusi for me. Which, by the way, I did ask for maybe Zusi being our next pod interview. Yes, I want to. I want to ask him if he was proud of that moment. He'll give you a very moderate, mundane response. Yeah, that's the <laughs> challenge there with Zussi. Is to, how do you get Zussi to loosen up a little bit? That's a, yeah, that's a difficult one. He talks Scotch. very slowly, very quietly. Very deliberately. Very deliberately. I remember, you're like making fun of him, but no, his first just, two seasons, that is exactly what he sounded like. First two seasons. Like, he's gotten a little better, shows a little more personality now, but there were times they'd put a microphone in front of him, and I was like, I'm not even sure if he knows that they've put a microphone in front of him. Like, he's just, like, thinking very... He just... He's very collected, Susie. Okay, so Gotti Kinda's 28, guys. At what point does a player... You know, you said that uh, this rumored guy's 29. You're like, yeah, I don't want somebody that. He's not for the future. So at what age is it where you're like, okay, that guy's not for the future? Here you go. This is a good challenge for David. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Robert on this. That's up there, David. Come on. Because 29 is close to it, right? I think. I don't know. Depends Let's see position. what David says. Depends on the position and, and the uh, wear and tear on a body. Like it's a center back? Center back, 29 is probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Izzy is what, 30? Or a keeper. It, it depends. Keeper. It, well, keepers peak late. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on how close are you really to competing, right? The Polito move is a great move on paper when you think we're one piece away from winning. So you can go out and sign an older, very established player with a lot of skill, not making an investment. It depends. Do you think that that's where we're at with the team? If so, add an older player who's at the maybe in their prime or towards the end of their prime, but can give you that one or two years so you can win a, a trophy. The other part of it is... What's the business model of the club, right? I made this point on the site the other day. Polito's a sunk cost. We are not going to sell him for a transfer fee anywhere close for what we paid to for it. And, or at all. And our owners can do that, right? Which is why I don't think we're a small market club because we got a lot of money. Uh, but other clubs are looking to invest in their players and sell them on. Guys like Busio. But it's not just a matter of do we get a homegrown, which costs us nothing, and then we sell him and it's all profit, but do you invest in a Miguel Almiron and then flip him for double what you paid for him? And if that's the model that you want to operate under, one, it makes more money for the club, arguably, uh, but two, that's when you get your young, dynamic attacking, ta- you know, or not even attacking players, but your young, dynamic players in, right? In an ideal world for me, we signed Logan Ndenbe for however much he cost us, 
and then we flip him for double or triple in three years or two years or whatever. And Shut your mouth. Co- Cody would get real sad and wouldn't have any other calves still kept, but maybe we buy another set of calves with that, with that money. And so Bionic calves. it depends on where we think the club is in terms of competing and how we want them to look in terms of the business model. Right now, most MLS clubs don't make money or barely make money. And I think the last I saw, sporting is, in, is making a profit. They're not making a huge profit. It's not like they're not making money hand over fist like the NFL is. And All so, right, Mr. Lawyer, I just heard a very long answer, and I didn't hear an answer to what, what Robert asked you. What's well, the, the age? Is it, it depends. But you okay. said it depends. Okay, yes. that's I'd fair. rather have players closer to 25 than 30. But Vermees' philosophy also is he wants a veteran leader on every line. Would you agree? Someone who's been there, who's been through a lot, you know, who can tutor some of these younger okay, guys. Now maybe. I'm going to flip to David's side. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. However, that doesn't require you to sign a 29-year-old to have a veteran leader yeah. on that line. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to flip back to the other side. <laughs> 29 is – I'm going to back up again. Um, <laughs> you said 20, you'd rather have somebody 25 than 29. I'd rather have somebody 23 than 25. Agreed. Okay. Because oh, yeah? That, oh, yeah? I'd rather have a 21-year-old. <laughs> okay, don't go to I can name that tune in two notes. Yeah. Cody's about to walk himself but Because that's a, that's a level that you will be able to still sell them in the future. 25, there's a fair chance you sign them to a four-year contract. They're 29, and they just play it out and walk off and sign Four-year contract. contract? When does that happen? A lot. Does it? Okay. Um, I, I agree with you. And, like, I, I love Johnny. I absolutely love Johnny Russell. But at the end of this contract... We're getting nothing for him. Right. right? He's just going to play it out and be done. And yeah. it's a sunk cost. We have gotten everything from Johnny his, Russell. His name's going to go up on a wall. Absolutely. Hopefully over top of Wolf. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to paint my face blue for it. And, you know, go full Braveheart cosplay. <laughs> Good. Good shout. Should. We should so all do that for the, his gonna be day. That's going to be a heavy scarf, too. Like yeah. the full fur. <laughs> Kilts and everything. Yeah, and on one side it says Johnny Ross, on the other side it says Freedom. That'd be great. <laughs> no, should it say Johnny F? Johnny F. Should it? Be, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> the F stands for Freedom or right. something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at some point, though, your discussion about are they one player or two player away from something? I don't think this team is like twelve players away, right? Two or three players, and they're back in contention for the the top. I mean, it's it doesn't take a lot to make this team because of the consistency. That's part of the success that Peter's had is they. There's been years where he's like, oh, ten people gone, brought in six players, added a couple more later on, and those guys won an open cup. That's very possible. I don't I don't want to be the guy that toes the company line too much, but I agree with the idea that. A couple key yes. players in a couple key moments, and there's a, a big point swing so far this season. Yeah, and again, Peter deserves blame for not having enough backups for certain positions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there is still the two DPs injured factor, the Jose Maury leaving, uh, uh, what, three homegrowns leaving that those would be great to have right now just to have the young bodies to throw out there, except the reasons they left might mean they never saw the field anyway, even under a duress. Now, we're not just making excuses. No. These are listener in the audience. We're not towing a company line there. 
There's which which we were accused of. If you're a redditor, we were accused of towing the company line. But if we, if that's what we're doing, then Taylor Twelman is also towing the Sporting KC line because that's what he started off with. That broadcast was just very quickly, obviously. This has never happened in the league, a team losing two DPs, so things are not going to work out well. Agreed. So if you were listening, which it sounds like you're not because you're a Redditor who says you're not listening anymore. <laughs> this person's not listening anymore, apparently. But I've known a lot of people who say, I'm never listening again, but then complain about the show the next week. Um, but if you're listening, come down to Strange Days Brewery and... And fight that. <laughs> If you're under five foot two, yes, no. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Wait, no, that's Let's a Saturday. Come down and talk to us. Is Mike going to be here to give out Mike stats? I will. I, I'm not. Sh- I think Mike may be out of town that week. Yeah, I think he was. So no, Mike. But you can come yell at us. We can text Mike. Yes, he responds. We can do that. Do we want to give a shout out to a former? Shade of bluer. Yes, yes, we do. Before we, we get out of do. here, Ali Trost. Congratulations. A big congrats to Ali Trost. Her name is now Trost. Wait, what is she going with? What's the, what's the, is she sticking with her name because she's her Allie. own brand? She's going by Ali. <laughs> I want her to stick with the, I hope she sticks with Ali Trost. It's a strong you know, brand. It could be Ali Trost Martin. Trost Martin? I don't know. That kind of rolls off the tongue. And the Bundesliga. <laughs> Just like Bundesliga. Uh, but no, we're, we're all very happy for Ali. It looked like a, a beautiful wedding. Congrats yeah. to Tom and Allie. Yeah. Did you see the one of the pictures she posted on Instagram? It was at the Kaufman Center, and mm. they had the rainbow. The outside. rainbow. Yeah. What? How annoying are they? They're just a freaking fairy tale couple, aren't they? I mean, that shit just happens for them. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and also, congratulations to a friend of ours. He was on our pod last season. Former sporting, former wizard, uh, Davey yes. Arnault, for being inducted as sporting legend. Well deserved, Davey. You are a great man. Appreciate all you did for Thad and I when you were a player. Uh, you know, Always us. willing to talk. Is oh, he yeah. listening? Oh, yeah. Does he listen? Are we going to send this to him? Is he listening? Because we're speaking specifically to him here. I don't know, but Davey, <laughs> you're the man. Uh, he'll feel the vibes. Yes. Am I? He was on this show, huh? Am yes. I just forgetting about this? Last year before the uh, Austin game, yeah. All over Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, Remember okay. when Austin came in and you the PR department and listened? Yes, yeah. yes. The guy was listening to, to it. To <laughs> we already knew. So. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, congrats to both of them. And um, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, Before we go, whoa, whoa. two reminder. things. Two okay. things. We got one. I need calf power rankings. <laughs> I have no calf power. I didn't prepare them. I wasn't ready because you didn't watch the game. And, uh, no, I did. I was just not there. So not, your not boy and Dinbe played. So I'm assuming you're going to give him number one. Yes, and he the, he had one of those plays in that game that I w- specifically was thinking of where he, he the dude is so good. We, he needs to be our <laughs> he needs to be our fullback for the next decade. And there was one play. It was all, all we had was uh, he he got around the corner, made a great play, beat a defender, outran him, and sent a ball right into the box. Perfect placement. But we didn't have a sh- we had Cam Duke. No, I think it was Felipe Hernandez. We had Felipe Hernandez as our as our striker, and that was just one of those plays, Thad, where I'm thinking, I'm just watching this, thinking, yeah, just one one or two players in one or two key moments, and and some of these results are very different. Sporting oh, has yeah. been in most of these games except for the the five to one, seven, seven to, to two, one. seven to two, seven to one. Okay, so what do you think Polito's thinking watching these games? He was there. He was at the signing after the game. What yep. do you think he thinks watching these games? Air conditioning is real nice. <laughs> I don't know. We don't no, know Polito. We haven't had enough of him to like. I don't know what he's thinking. Mm. I, I saw him up at the 
the seats up there. He was outside. He's he got to be a shaking his head to some extent. Color drink in his hand, though. Yeah. Okay, and he's been clubbing too. I saw that on IG. He was dancing around. All right. So, so he's getting there. Legs healed up. Yeah, must be. He's getting there. Uh, Still parked in the handicap spot at training ground, but <laughs> I do think that that's the reason he's not on the season entry list, though, is there is a reasonable chance he could come back at the end of the year to as sporting squeaks into the playoffs. Yes, they got to make the run play- to the cup. <laughs> that's what's funny about that is, is yes, it's possible he comes back, but they got to make the playoffs for it to be possible, I think. Who was it? Was it Lothar Mateus who was supposedly injured way back when he was found on the beach relaxing or vacationing? And- Big yeah, uproar. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds like a Mateus Sunil thing. Chetri scored another goal this weekend, another international goal. Did you guys see that? Yes. Somebody posted goal. it, yeah. Which, by the way, there's, they're doing a document. FIFA's doing a documentary on Sunil Chetri. Oh, he de- he deserves a documentary. And guess what who a they strange came thing. to for photos of him? Ooh. I, I will have photos in a FIFA documentary. What? Our nice. very own Thad Bell. Nice Where Thad. will it be streaming? I do not know yet. Will they inform you of this? Were you important they enough? Said to they know? would. Okay. You'll be in the credits too. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Well, so, while, so while we're getting plugs in, Thad, what's your what's your uh, Twitter? The back post. At the back post. Yeah. Robert. At SBKC Life. If anybody has mean things to say about us, Cody, what's yours? Yeah. Well, you're just gonna skip me. You're gonna no, I'm asking. Just no, he's, I'm he's with you. He, that he Cody said though. If there's mean things. Go to Cody. That's all he's saying. I am at that Cody though. And David <laughs> conveniently has no Twitter. That's right. But also, uh, just shout out to Chad uh, at Play for Ninety. Check out the BlueTestament.com. Blue Testament on. Uh, we have an Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That doesn't post enough pictures, but yeah. Blue Testament, Casey. And Blue Blue Testament on uh, Twitter. And also, big shout out to Strange Days Brewing for hosting us, hosting a watch party, letting us hang out here, watch Arrested Development on television. <laughs> and uh, June twenty fifth, watch party. Be there. David is David's still thinking about it, but we're gonna be there. <laughs> Good morning! <laughs> Woo! Drinking.